Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, you have brought us to this time and to this place. And we ask you that you would continue to guide us in our faith, in our service to you as we live out the gospel in this world. Lord, remind us of, of who we are and where we stand. And remind us of your promises each and every day. Be with us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. It's all about Christ and him crucified. For the forgiveness of our sins. For without Christ, we are lost. And Christ calls us to different things in our lives, to walk different paths according to the abilities and to the gifts that he's given to each of us. And sometimes those paths are easier and sometimes they're harder. Sometimes there are mountaintop experiences and sometimes there are the depths of the valley of the shadow of, of death. But through it all is Christ and him crucified. Thirteen and a half years ago for my first sermon here, how many of you were here for that? Some of you. You remember that I, I came out and I stood out here and I said, okay, I want you to take a good look at what God sent you. An aging, I think I use the term aging, uh, slightly balding, overweight sinner. Not much has changed. <laughs> I got older. I got grayer. But I'm still a sinner. And we've walked together through a lot of paths, through some valleys, through some deaths, through celebrations and rejoicing. We've walked together in great times, and we've walked together through COVID. But through it all, Christ. You think back. Christ has never failed to walk with this congregation and to even sometimes carry this congregation and Christ has never failed to provide for this congregation. And he always will. 
I love the words of St. Paul in our epistle lesson today, and if I were to, to choose an epistle lesson for my last Sunday officially, I'd have chose this one, but you know, this is the one actually appointed for today. Paul says, I urge you to, to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient and bearing one another in love. I thought about those words and I don't know how well I've adhered to them in the time here. But what amazes me is how you have. This congregation is unique. Are we perfect? No, we're sinners. Do we have our warts? Yes, we do. I mean, there are still Green Bay fans here. And Cornhusker fans here. But we're God's people. The body of Christ and, and the humility and the gentleness that I see exhibited among you just warms my heart. And sometimes maybe we might be in a hurry, but there's a great measure of patience here to let God work and to trust in God. And all of this is going to be important during a time of vacancy. But especially that last part, to bear with one another in love. Because vacancies can become frustrating and challenging. Sometimes a congregation can say, does God still love us because we still don't have a pastor? And then in desperation you call someone like me. And don't tell me it wasn't desperation. <laughs> well, thanks, Carl. I've been trying for 13 years to get you to wear decent shirts. <laughs> but God knows what he's doing. He brought Linda and I and our family here. And I gotta tell you, you all have been, I think, more of a blessing to us than we have been to you in so many ways. And so on behalf of us, thank you. And again, we remind you that we're not going anywhere. I got to tell you, last week, Sally told me this is the last week, next week's the last week you get to sit in the front pew, Pastor. I'm sending you to the back pew after this. Well, we'll see. I might have to uh, sit right behind her for a while. But that's the beauty of being family. 
is what's the old saying? You can pick your friends, but you're stuck with your relatives. And we're family here, brothers and sisters in Christ, family that takes care of each other, that bears with one another in love, a family that lifts each other up and cares for one another. And I see it happen all the time. And so thank you for doing that. Paul reminds us to make every effort to keep ourselves united in the Holy Spirit and to to bind ourselves together with peace, the peace that comes from God, the peace that passes all of our human understanding. For really, apart from Christ, we're nothing. We're just a social gathering. But with Christ and the power of the gospel, we have the ability to change lives here and for eternity. And we see it happen. We see it happen down at the mission. We see it happen here. We impact lives with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And like Paul, we work together in the hope that we have in Jesus Christ, not just for life in this world, but for life everlasting. Because that's really the goal. And we work together to proclaim one Lord, one faith, one baptism. That together through all of that, we are the body of Christ. With different skills and talents and abilities. We're the body of Christ with all of the, the sinews and the ligaments and the bones and the muscles and, and everything bound together. But with Christ as the head. And God provides his church as we heard earlier, with apostles and prophets, evangelists, shepherds, that is, pastors, teachers. And sometimes we can have the idea that, well, it's the pastors or the teachers or the DCEs or whoever it might be, it's their task to do the work of the kingdom. But notice here what it says. To equip the saints. Anybody know who the saints are? I'm seeing a few halos on the heads that don't have hair. <laughs> Hi, Kelly. Ron. We're the saints, all of us. All of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus and raised to newness of life are saints, made holy and precious in the sight of God. And all of that's possible because we have a Savior who loves us so incredibly much that he died on a cross for our sins and rose again. And how do I know that? Because you guys have been trying to make me cry all morning with Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. It's God's word. We stand on God's word. We we build our lives on God's word. Because it's in God's word that we find the truth. And we stand in that truth in our lives. Growing more and more like Christ. Taking the words and the promises of God and, and living together. As Paul reminds us. As the body of Christ, we come from all different walks of life, all different places, all different backgrounds, but we are one body, one body in Christ, with Christ as the head. 
And Paul says it this way. Speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, making the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. You all know what that means? It means that during a vacancy, you don't just sit back and wait. It means that you get engaged and that you work together using all of the skills and talents that you have so the body continues to grow and so that it builds itself up in love. But you know what else I like about this? When I hear the phrase, the body of Christ, you know what I really think of? Some of you may have been here when I took this you remember? Christmas Eve, I took out my iPhone and I did one of those numbers. Because you are. This is Christ Lutheran Church. And I love that name because Christ is in everything that we do. Over the last 13 and a half years, with every letter I've signed, Christ is on the top of that letter. With every newsletter we send out, Christ is is there with every bulletin we've printed. It's there. Christ. It's all about Christ. And my granddaughter's talking to me. It's all about Christ. And Him crucified. And that's something we celebrate not just on Good Friday and Easter, but we celebrate it every time we gather together in Bible studies, in worship, in in small groups, in fellowship events. It's all about Christ. And if we keep that in our mind and live that in our hearts and in our lives, it'll be okay. It really will. I am so thankful. Linda is so thankful. My family is so thankful for each and every one of you and how you've touched our lives. And we are thankful that this is not goodbye, but that I still get to haunt you, (laughs) as does she. Because now we get the opportunity to be a part of the body from a different perspective and to roll up our sleeves and work from a different angle, if you will, to work alongside of you and with you as the body of Christ continues to worship together and to grow together, founded on the firm foundation of our faith, celebrating Christ crucified and risen each and every day. It has been a pleasure and an honor. Thank you. And now may the peace of God, which passes all of your human understanding, keep your hearts and minds, and the true faith of God in Christ Jesus into life 
everlasting. Amen.